Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. All right, y'all. We are going back to our roots with a Midwest 2020 mini tour. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Thank goodness. Corn-fed entertainment. Tater tot hot dish. Mm, hot dish 2020. We are going to be in Indianapolis on March 18th, Chicago on the 19th, and the Twin Cities, a.k.a. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ever heard of it? On Saturday, March 21st. Got some more dates. Amanda, what else do we have? From there, we're going to be going to St. Louis on March 23rd and Kansas City, Missouri, Trump, <laughs> on March 24th. Tickets can be found at our website, wineandcrimepodcast.com. So keep your eye out, get those trigger fingers ready, mm-hmm. and buy them before they sell out, baby. Yes, please. We can't wait to see you all. See you in March. You know what? I need you to prove to me that you're fans right now. So start like a little clap. This is like Tinkerbell. And then you just like a little bit more. I want you to hoot and holler throughout this show. Get loud as we welcome the wine and crime ladies, Kenyon, Lucy, and Amanda. doing oh hello i think i broke a heel (laughs) hamming it up chicken cutlet (laughs) 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 what's up (laughs) 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 oh this is gonna be fun (laughs) (laughs) thank you all for coming raise your hand if you have been to a live show before my god yes Queen. Bunch Trash of tryhards, am I right? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, raise your hand if you've never listened to the show and uh, a significant other dragged you here today. There he is. Yep. Front and center. Yeah. yeah. There's always <laughs> okay. one. It's raise your hand if you traveled weird. from a decent distance, farther than St. Paul. There it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Cool. Well. Should we do this, motherfucker? All right. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> um, you are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. That was good. That was real good. Who are we? <laughs> I'm, um, I'm And I'm Amanda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I am so excited for the topic tonight. So is um, Naomi. You guys oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, we're doing it a little bit different. Do we want them yeah. to guess? Ooh, should, we guess we the, should we roll that beautiful bean footage to give them a little hand? 
Yeah. Oh, well, is that what we're doing? Yeah, let's do it. Well, it's okay. Here's a hint. It's not, nope. We messed it up already. There's a video that's on the drive. I don't. But actually, I have a couple presents for you guys. Lucy's gonna, we're doing this. Oh, God. <laughs> Amanda, give it Kenyon, up. I got this for you. Yes. Fine, I'm giving it up. What the fuck is that? Amanda didn't Amanda, realize. Oh, no. I got this for you. <laughs> you shithead. I'm getting married in this. It's fucking hot <laughs> under this shit. And I've been practicing this all week long. So let's see how it goes. Oh, what? Oh, no. Oh. Nailed it? I legit can't tell if you nailed it because I don't know what that's supposed to do. I think that's all it's supposed to do. (laughs) Okay. Well, great. Okay. So for those listening to the podcast at home uh, who have major FOMO for not being here right now. Yeah, describe what the fuck I just um, did, please. (laughs) I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting to it. Lucy brought out props because the topic for this episode is state fair crimes. And the props are some kind of pirate I'm wearing a sword, glittering light, light up, up shit hat emoji. <laughs> Just another casual Sunday hat. for it Amanda. It spoke to me. <laughs> super, super on brand for Amanda. And Lucy did some kind of what is yo-yo situation. It's like something you get at the science museum gift shop. Yeah. There's State Fair random yep. crap. Yay. This won't last all night because I paid for this hair. So <laughs> Yeah, I need my arm We're back, gonna so I'm just going to awkwardly. I'll, I'll give it to Naomi. I think I broke it. Oh, okay. God. I already broke it. <laughs> you super did. So. Yeah. Amanda. What is our wine crime pairing for state <laughs> well, fair crime? Well, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I chose a Chardonnay. Oh. So three people are happy about this. <laughs> um, as most of you know from listening to the show or being at the last live show that we hosted here at the gorgeous Illusion Theater, thank you for having us. Yes. <laughs> They like to stack their bar with Trinity Oaks, which is a wonderful philanthropic uh, winemaker. For every, I think it's bottle, purchased, they plant a tree. So we built a fucking forest tonight, people. (laughs) Pat yourselves on the back. Pat yourselves on the back. Um, According to the Trinity Oaks website, here's what this wine tastes like. Complex aromas. See if that's right. Let's try it. I'm getting a lot. Yeah, that's complex. <laughs> um, with citrus and pineapple flavors, maybe I don't know. Um, a tiny note of sweet oak, and it's medium-bodied. It's a well-balanced Chardonnay, which I do prefer. So if I'm gonna choke down this fucking sludge, <laughs> at least it's well-balanced. Um, and it makes the mm. ideal accompaniment to fish and poultry dishes. 
She also oh. clocks in at 13.7%. It is not blended. It's 100% Chardonnay, so I'm in it to win it. Um, one of these is mm-hmm. open, but you know I got a pop one for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I have been instructed to mention that we no longer offer this wine key, but I work in restaurants, so I just refused to use the winged wine key. I won't use it. The winged one is beautiful, and it's for sale in the lobby. I'm going to make myself bleed on this thing. All right. Now you get to see the struggle (laughs) for real, how awkward this is, and how we cut most of this out of the episode every week. But all of the... (laughs) (laughs) That's totally authentic. Yeah, we cut it out when you struggle. That was the best moment of all of our lives. (laughs) Okay, do you know what to do after that sound? Here we go, maybe. She's loose. Oh, halfway there. Nice pop. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm drinking (laughs) this. All right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. We're here. Oh, God. So many electronics around this liquid. All right. While I'm pouring this Chardocane, (laughs) um... Lucy, what is our background and maybe site? No I'm sight. not sure. On state, f- state fair crimes. Well, if you would kindly follow along with my notes to change the slide. Oh. There we go. All right. So state fairs originally started um, t- in order to exhibit local livestock. So first of all, <laughs> is the Minnesota State Fair happening now? No, it doesn't start till the 23rd. Starts. <laughs> a bunch of angry Minnesotans are like, no, it starts. Oh, my God. You guys are tuned in. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, the Iowa State Fair is happening now, and I No one cares been. about Iowa. <laughs> I wrote that Where myself. Where do you think I got your shit hat? Yeah, I know. And it broke <laughs> when I set it gently on a table. So no, you just turned it Iowa's off. Iowa's manufacturing, am I right? It's from China. Okay, let's, let's not go there. <laughs> All Bye, right, American. this along. State Fair Crimes. Alcana Watson in Pittsburgh, Massachusetts, is credited with creating the first, well, State Fair um, wh- which was called the Massachusetts Cattle Show in 1811, which awarded prize money to the best oxen, cattle, swine, and sheep. That sounds oh. exciting. Ought to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> I'm sure there were many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1841, the, f- the very first full state fair was held in Syracuse, New York. Mm. Mm-hmm. I lived nearish to there for 10 minutes. And that safe fair included giant vegetable competitions. Like this? <gasps> like this. Oh. 138 pound cabbage. What the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was 125 yeah. on its driver's license. So this cabbage is my goal weight. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable content. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, state fairs have gotten bigger and weirder, as we all know. Um, Today, you can witness a moose calling contest, both bull and calf. 
next slide, please. You can bet on a dog race with a monkey jockey. No animals were harmed in the making of yeah. this show. We don't live know show. anything about their lives. It's not looking good, though, people. No. We don't know how you live. I doubt Tiny they monkeys. wanted to ride these dogs, but, you know. They're, like, <laughs> intense about it, though. They're yeah. in it to win it. You can't really <laughs> see their faces very well, but they're, like... I've never worked harder for anything than these monkeys are working right now. Their eyes are on the fucking <laughs> prize. <laughs> to be allowed to be fed. I'm just calling oh, it like I see it. Too far. Calling too it like soon, I see it. Too soon. <laughs> Sorry. And you can win a giant culturally problematic banana on the midway all in one day. Wow. Folks at home, it'll be on the blog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't send us any emails. They're all going to go into Derek's folder. Yeah, we did not invent We're all of this terrible stuff of at the State Fair. We're we just shining a light that on it. Yep. Next slide, please. So something that we love the most about state fairs, especially at the Minnesota State Fair, everything on a stick. Fucking starving. Mm -hmm. Want it? <laughs> I'll take over. I can't. <laughs> Just tell me. So, a U.S. <sighs> patent was granted in 1929 by Stanley S. Jenkins for a combined dipping, cooking, and article holding apparatus. It's starting to feel a lot like a cornballer, am I right? It's just a no, stick. It's a whole machine. It. It's a machine. To dip it in. But the name just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so Mr. Jenkins demonstrates his brilliance in the following segment of his patent filing. Quote, I have discovered that articles of food such as, for instance, wieners, boiled ham, hard-boiled mm. eggs, mm. cheese, sliced peaches, pineapples, bananas and like fruit like and fruit cherries <laughs> dates oh. lights strawberries etc when impaled on sticks and dipped in batter which includes <laughs> in its ingredients a self-rising flour and then deep fried in a vegetable oil at a temperature of about 390 degrees fahrenheit the resultant fruit mm. food product on a stick for a handle is a clean Wholesome and tasty refreshment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what else was in not his so diet? sure about the wholesome part or the clean part? <laughs> oh. But then again, he never could have predicted the rise of the Snickers. <laughs> that Deep looks like meat. Snickers. That's a Snickers bar. I took this photo. It's a Snickers. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> That's Lucy's <laughs> teeth marks. Someone's getting that stick in their trash queen order. <laughs> Forensic oh odontology God. is happening I right there. Body, like immediately after this photo was taken. Yeah, you should just eat that thing on the toilet. It's going out as fast as it came in. <laughs> there she is. In one ear and out the other. Woo! She's being modest. <laughs> I downed that corn dog, though. Uh, so 
Corn dogs are a must at any state fair, but the state responsible for their popularity is contested. Minnesota. Very dramatic. Oh. Well, corny dogs from Texas. Fuck Texas. Toronto pups. Corny Toronto ass. pups from Minnesota. There we go. Woo! We know what this room would vote for. Uh-huh. Little bias. They are both said to have been the first iterations of this tasty treat. Mm. So mm. other weird shit seen on a stick at state fairs include deep fried olives on a stick. Ooh. I ranch, like olives. With ranch for know. dipping. Ranch, ranch is fucking makes disgusting. It okay. Yeah, ranch is the Yeah, give me your hate. I thrive on it. She's Blue not cheese. from Minnesota. There's yeah, my girl right there. there. Hot dish on a stick. Yum. I'll take <gasps> it. Take that any day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Teriyaki ostrich on a stick. Yum. Trying a meat. bit too hard, it's but good okay. For ya. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of fucked up. Bacon-wrapped caramel apple on a stick. <laughs> you know what? I'm here for it. I, I warmed yeah. to it. I warmed to it. Yeah. yeah. I would like caramel drizzled bacon. That sounds good. But, like, the apple, but like, the only healthy part, I could do without. Sounds good. I did make a cocktail once where bacon was the Oh, yeah, you did. Every Bloody Mary ever. Yeah, okay. I no, it wasn't a Bloody Mary. It was like a bourbon maple Ooh, syrup I like situation. That. that sounds good. Hello. Yeah. Can uh-huh. that be our next wine pairing? Done. <laughs> okay. And then this monstrosity you see behind me is cookie dough spaghetti. That is fucking foul. Yeah. Tell him what the meatball That's is. A, Tell oh him what God, the meatball, meatball is. is. a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> touch a class. Just a touch a class. <laughs> it's mm. European. You got to pinky out when you swirl your spork. What is that? A spoon? <laughs> pinky out. Spork. A little white chocolate jam drizzle on Yeah, top. yeah. I love it. The most heinous part of that oh, is white calm chocolate. Calm down. God. So let's move on to something slightly less revolting. Butter sculpture. Woo! Woo! Yeah, there she blows. <laughs> the butterheads. Butter sculptures are another Midwest State Fair staple. Um, at least Iowa, Minnesota, and Ohio for sure have butter sculptures, but for some freak reason, there is not a comprehensive list of fucking butter sculptures anywhere on the internet. Missed opportunity. Yep. Elizabeth, get on there it. There should be yeah, an, should app. Be an app. You're the data woman. Make this list. <laughs> I can tell you that the Iowa State Fair's yearly butter cow was first sculpted in 1911 by J.K. Daniels. So this is the butter cow, obviously. Mm-hmm. The one, though. They make a, a new, new one, one every year. Right, right. The right, life-size right. cow starts with a frame made of wood, metal, wire, and steel mesh. About 600 mm. pounds of low-moisture key. 
Pure cream Iowa butter is applied in layers in a 40 degree cooler. The butter used is recycled and reused for up to 10 years. Ooh. There's a detail what? I didn't need. <laughs> Nasty. Oh, no. This much butter could butter about 19,200 pieces of toast and take a person about two lifetimes to consume, which, like, challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cute. Yeah. The amount of butter per slice of toast is highly yeah. subjective. Mm. Also, like, how stressed are you that week? Yeah. Are you PMSing? Yes. There's no way to know. <laughs> There's no way to know. In Minnesota, the beauty who wins Princess K of the Milky Way Or his, because this is 2018. Or there, or, or neither, there, or, or both. Neither, or both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, likeness carved out of a 90-pound block of butter, which... I'm going to need more butter for my block. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough butter. <laughs> Not enough. It's like a cheek. It's like a cheek. <laughs> this exhibit is sponsored by Minnesota's nearly 3,500 dairy farmers. Woo! Shout out! Woo! Which makes Midwest sense Farmers because Minnesota daughter. claims to be the butter capital of the nation. Go us! God bless. <laughs> Woo! I love this town. Like butter. And since I can't not mention a musical at every available opportunity, State Fair! Woo! Still relevant. <laughs> it is. I'll get to it. Oh, God. So this musical was based on a 1932 novel by Phil Strong about a family who travels to the Iowa State Fair where their two teenage kids fall in love, presumably with other people, not each other, but who's to judge? <laughs> we'll never know. My case is like the homicide. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am not ready for this. I'm so ready for this. Does it have a photo of like two questionably related people that may have fallen in love with each other singing into the abyss? Um, oh God. we'll get to it. Writer Thomas Leslie calls the novel, quote, a surprisingly dark coming-of-age story. <laughs> That took as its major plot device the effects of the worldly temptations of the Iowa State Fair <laughs> on a local <laughs> farming family. We're watching this tonight. <laughs> right? Yeah. You guys kind of made fun of it. Some I'm all in now. All in. <laughs> surprisingly dark and worldly mm -hmm. temptations. Ooh, that is surprisingly dark. Yeah. Uh, it, cap it captures the tensions between urban Des Moines and rural <laughs> Iowa. I can't. <laughs> it's what the fuck? <laughs> Des Moines is like yeah. Pleasantville, but like on a Sunday in with like more tattoos. <laughs> we got crime. <laughs> Get to it. 
As someone who's been to the Iowa State Fair in just the past couple of weeks, I can attest that the only worldly temptations to my unblemished mind um, was a carnival worker who denied a $20 bill to just buy the fucking banana because he just got out of jail and hadn't seen his kids in nine months. Oh, honey. Oh, my God. So we let that one go. Um, to round out my segment, I'd like to introduce you to the second photo of a monkey riding a dog. Oh, because God. there were so many good ones. I couldn't Full choose circle. this one. That monkey Full is circle. a dead ringer for Clint Eastwood. Like, <laughs> uncanny, <laughs> side by side, wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Yeah. He's in a, like the he's a bolero small, grizzled man who's seen a lot. And he wants you to get the fuck off his porch. <laughs> get off my porch. Or my giant dog is coming after that you. Clint Eastwood's greatest role yet will be playing this monkey <laughs> in its documentary series coming to Netflix this fall. In a surprisingly dark coming of age story about Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my segment. Woo! Woo! Yeah, switching. And now a word from our sponsor. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy, affordable, and convenient to connect you with a licensed therapist all from that magic box in your pocket, which some refer to as a phone. Yeah. Um, Talkspace is amazing. All three of us use it, and yeah. uh, I can attest that with all this travel that uh, we've been doing lately for podcast stuff, it has come in handy. Mm -hmm. It is really yeah. nice not having to make a therapy appointment and, and stick to it and all that stuff, and instead just be able to communicate with your therapist from wherever, whenever you want. It's amazing. And believe it or not, but touring with these two, uh -huh. doing live shows, is anxiety-inducing. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and Talkspace offers a wide array of services, so really anything that you need. If you need help with your anxiety, there's someone who can help you. If you're struggling with substance abuse, there's someone who can help you. If you're struggling with depression, there's someone who can help you. If you're looking for group therapy sessions, they have those available in Talkspace, too. I'm actually in the quarter-life crisis group in my Talkspace app, and I love it. It just connects <laughs> me with a community of people who kind of understand what I'm going through and my peers can weigh in on all of my issues. <laughs> it's amazing. We use it all the time. We love it. We love Talkspace. And now you can get $45 off your first month uh, by going to Talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. So there's no excuse. Treat your brain. Treat it. And now a word from our other sponsor. Beauty by Design offers complete skincare solutions curated by online estheticians. You can get a skin diagnosis and precision matched products customized just for you right from the comfort of your home. Beauty by Design offers on-demand licensed estheticians that provide expert advice by text anytime you want. 
And Beauty by Design uses over 250 safe and natural active ingredients that carry unique therapeutic properties to give you a healthy glow and radiant skin, which we all want. Um, they have upwards of 100 different products, great for those with sensitivities and allergies. Hello, me. Um, and you can choose from cleansers, moisturizers, serums, eye creams, and more, all perfectly matched for you and your skin type. So here's how it works. You start by taking a skin survey and you snap a quick selfie, which is really fun. Um, you'll then review your personalized skincare regimen with a live esthetician by text message. So you're getting the pros here people. Um, and based on your mobile consultation and survey responses, you will receive a list of products recommended just for you. All you have to do is choose which products you want and begin, and you will start seeing results in just seven days. Mm-hmm. And with the change of seasons, hormone shifts, and age, I check all of those boxes currently, our skincare needs update frequently. So just pick up your phone and text with your online esthetician, and they'll get you matched with new products as those changes occur. What's also What's also great about Beauty by Design is that they have multiple price points. So not only do they match you with the products that are working best for your skin, but they can match it to your budget as well. And this is so great because I'm sure we've all been upsold so many times. And it's nice to have the esthetician find the right products that we can all actually afford. Their prices are also up to 30% less than other leading brands of natural and safe products. And they offer free shipping and free returns. It's so convenient. I love this company. It was started by a group of skincare experts who came together and said, hey, why is skincare so difficult to maintain as a consumer? Why is it so expensive? So Mm -hmm. they created Beauty by Design. It's so convenient. I went online, took the test, took a selfie as if I needed an excuse. I was texting with my esthetician (laughs) in like minutes. It was... Really, really Mm -hmm. cool. And the best part is once you're a part of their family, as they call it, you have access to that esthetician for the remainder of your natural lives. So (laughs) that's awesome. It's really, really cool. You could then they're just so knowledgeable. I use the face wash every day in the shower. I have the eye serum and then I have a really Mm. rich hydrating moisturizer and there is red wine extract in my face wash. Hi. Ooh. On brand. It's, yeah, it's yes. super great. So for 20, 20% off your first order, visit beautybydesign.com forward slash gals. That's G-A-L-S. And use that promo code gals. This offer is exclusively for first time customers. So if that is you, go get 20% off your first order. Go to beautybydesign.com forward slash gals and use promo code gals. Treat your skin. Be as beautiful as we are. Get that glow. Yes. Get that glow. <laughs> All right. I have been talking up my case for like three weeks and sent like a series of anxiety-ridden texts to the group chat of like, don't do any cases out of Iowa. I call dibs. It was like four times. I'm yeah. not even exaggerating. Yeah. A day for <laughs> the last three weeks. I'm medicated. Um, <laughs> Treat your brain. <laughs> so... Marilyn and Bobby <laughs> Bluer. Bobby? Bobby Bluer. That's I'm okay. guessing it's pronounced Bobby, but it is spelled B O B I E. Bobby. I know a woman named Penny, but her name is spelled 
penne, the pasta. <gasps> it's penne. <laughs> oh, but it's yeah. penne. If that okay. were my name, I would be penne alla vodka. <laughs> alla vodka. Kenyon's new drag name. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, Marilyn and Bobby Bluer. <laughs> oh. Bluer? I barely know her. <laughs> I blew her. Let's be real. Um, I don't need to know you. Are you kidding? <laughs> we're Just married. Kidding. Halfway through my first sentence. We're married in 1969. Yes. Best Ooh. year. First photo. First photo. It's already going. There we go. Aww. Is that John C. Riley though? It is. <laughs> Next to a lollipop that fell in dust and dog hair. <laughs> I'm not a nice person. She probably died. We haven't gotten that far. <laughs> yeah, she of died. Of course they're um, dead. Look how old this photo is. <laughs> okay. She's very round though. <laughs> Obviously they're dead. <laughs> okay. Why are we here? Okay, okay, okay. They owned a 120-acre farm in Missouri. I'm saying Missouri because I'm not from Missouri. Um, But by the mid-1970s, a new money-making opportunity presented itself. The funnel cake circuit. Yes. (laughs) Sorted funnel cakes? I'm fucking ready for this shit. Um, Quick anecdote. A a little... Fact from my notes is that those are originally a Pennsylvania Dutch treat. Ooh. Well, that's Dutch debated. baby pancake. <laughs> okay, Bobby yearned to be free. Oh, God. He yearned to be his own boss. And so the Bluers purchased a red trailer photo decked out with wagon wheels and gold lettering. Wagon wheels over truck tires. Yeah. Let's make that very clear. Yeah. Can we also note how it says ache? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, ache for you, Dutch baby pancake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Flory's funnel cakes was born. And why Flory's? Because Blowy is the worst, or Blower, what's her name? It's Bowie. Taken. <laughs> Bluer. Oh. Um, Bobby Bluer's <laughs> funnel cakes. Bobby Blowy. <laughs> okay. The answer is I have no fucking idea why they called it Flory's funnel cakes. <laughs> I don't know. No one, as far as I know, was named Flory. There's no way to know. Okay. <clears throat> The couple traveled across the Midwest peddling their cake batter funneled into hot oil and covered in powdered sugar. Mm. Yeah. Have you never had a funnel cake? Oh, I love them. That is <laughs> the go-to stand. Yep. Um, at various state and county fairs. Photo. <laughs> oh, I want it so bad. It's so good. They're not pretty. Funnel it right into my mouth. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievably, at this time in the 1970s, funnel cakes were a novelty for fairgoers in Iowa. Uh, and the Bluers were perhaps the first folks to ever take funnel cakes on the road. Debatable. Debatable. Contested. <laughs> so they soon had a hit on their hands. Circuit season 
as the insiders call it. <laughs> Which we now are after being <laughs> on the internet looking at this for 20 minutes. Um, lasts from mid-June through the end of September every year, and soon concessioning became the growing family's main source of income. By 1996, when my case takes place, the Bluers had three children, photo. What's wrong with the dad? <laughs> I hate my life. What did Bobby smell? He's staring <laughs> off into the abyss, going over every wrong turn he ever made in his life to get him to this moment right here. How did I end up at Sears photo booth? <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. It was the mid-90s. We all ended up at Sears photo booth. Flannel game and bangs game on point, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Jamie, the oldest, was already out of the house by this point in 96 and married with two young kids. Photo. But the two younger kids, Bo was 18 and Jada was 15. Pickett um, Smith. Yes. Knew it. Uh, Bo Pinkett Knew Smith. it. Traveled with their parents every summer working the family funnel cake stand. The family traveled in a converted charter bus, but not, not a fancy new one, okay? They were <laughs> economizing. Um, and they also had Bo's cherry red pickup truck pulling along their wagon wheel funnel cake stand. Oh, there they are. Look at them. Yeah. Look at that police tape. <laughs> oh shit, that's a crime scene. Yeah, that's a I crime wouldn't have scene. noticed. I was like, that bus is dope and I want it. It's about to be a crime scene. Oh shit. That is um, not velvet rope. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the Iowa State Fair, the Bluers had a coveted vendor spot in the Golden Concourse Triangle. They had made it. Okay. My next segment is called That Fateful Day. Oh, God. She's so <laughs> fucking dramatic. I don't, I don't know why I name my own paragraphs. She does this. Um, Always. Okay. On August 12th, 1996, uh, it was a pretty darn perfect day. It was 85 degrees. With too hot. Way too hot. <laughs> 65 degrees with a hard breeze. <laughs> And one of those, like, <laughs> mist fans. Yeah, if it's not raining a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there was a light breeze. There was a blue sky and, quote, cotton candy clouds. Whatever. Gross. Yeah, hate it. <laughs> Stay out of the sun. That day alone, the Iowa State Fair boasted 75,658 visitors. Wow. That day which is not too shabby for a Monday. In the 90s. Remember, this is 1990s. 80s. Oh, okay, 1990s. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> it was in the 80s the, no, Yeah, not the temperature, <laughs> the, the time period. <laughs> Some of us have not been pre-gaming today. Some of us are boring. Um... <laughs> I see you. <laughs> okay. I couldn't find exact figures, but the funnel cake stand was doing a brisk trade. 
And business was so good, in fact, that the Bluers had had to hire extra help that summer. Their son-in-law, Jamie's husband, Rodney, recommended a new friend of a friend for the job. 22-year-old Jeremy, which is spelled J-E-R-I-M-Y. That's not right. <laughs> Never it's trust a Jeremy. It's <laughs> Jeremy and Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Who I wrote mean, this article that you took this off of? The Des Moines <laughs> Register and nobody notify them because <laughs> I... We just cited. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> So after I asked, <laughs> it's fine. 22-year-old Jeremy Sneed, photo. Oh, sorry, that's the red truck. That's Bo's There red he red. is. He looks like a Jeremy. Yeah. Grimy Jeremy. Grimy Jeremy. <laughs> Couple of bad tattoo decisions. Oh, uh, we will get to the oh, tattoos. Thank God. First thing I saw, I was like, oh, no. Okay. Yeah, he works at the State Fair funnel stand in the mid-90s. Just wait. Just wait. It's so much worse than you even think. Crooked Widow's Peak. Okay. Yeah, what? (laughs) I don't know. It just comes down here. I can't do nothing about it. It's just a cow lick. Um, (laughs) It's my cow lick. So, (laughs) Jeremy, Jeremy... Grimey Jeremy had had a rough life. Obviously. <laughs> it affected him in this area. <laughs> <laughs> right here. <laughs> um, he was brought up a Jehovah's Witness in oh, no. Nebraska. Oh, dealt a bad hand from the gate. <laughs> no way to recover from that. <laughs> And young Sneed, because again, Jeremy Sneed. Oh Um, my God. (laughs) I'm going to cry for this man. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, Never quite fit in and was always getting into fights as a child, which is hard (laughs) when you're a Jehovah's Witness. Named Jeremy Sneed. (laughs) The crooked widow's peak. Built Um, out of popsicle sticks. Okay. This next sentence is really depressing, but he ends up being a total piece of shit, so we're going to... Bring it on. Um, At nine years old, he says he was sexually assaulted by a fellow church member. Oh. Oh, I know. Which only exacerbated his acting out and getting into fights. Because obviously. Makes sense. And at 15 years old, he was put into foster care. Mm. Oh. Jeremy spent. (laughs) Anyway, let's make fun of him more. Jeremy. (laughs) He's not the victim. He's not the victim. He definitely was. He was victimized. Yeah. In this case, he's not the victim. Um, spent the rest of his late teens in and out of jail, mostly for marijuana and firearm possession. And by this point in 1996, he was already an ex-con sporting numerous tattoos, which wouldn't be a big deal, clearly. Um, Okay. Wouldn't be a big deal. Tattoos are great. I've got one. It's fine. Except... Nice save. Except that one of them was a fucking swastika. Nope. Okay. 
going to go ahead and say, yeah. Yeah. Lotters will be shooted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't feel yeah. so sympathetic now, does he? No. <laughs> All right. No. He, um, he also had tattoos of spider webs and the Grim Reaper. Nice. Yeah. He's super cool. Oh. We already knew that. Though, Is he basically. my middle school boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely fooled around with him in the back of like the Jehovah's Witness church. Probably. There's <laughs> um, no way to know. Okay. Uh, still, the Bluers decided to take a chance on him. Uh, and again, it was because their son-in-law, Rodney, knew him through a mutual friend because they were dogfighting buddies. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I told you you Worst people him. in America. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked Cherry that they're in Iowa. Cherry on top. Yeah. In Iowa. Um, all right. Yeah, I can vouch for this guy. We fight each other's dogs on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. he's cool, man. He's, he's going to cool. be really good at selling funnel cakes He'll sell to your children. Cakes. He'll sell your cakes. <laughs> um, all right, so... Jeremy helped the family through July, that concession season. Uh, and then he left pretty unexpectedly and went back to Missouri. And then he reappeared even more unexpectedly on August 8th, being like, never mind, I'm back and I want to keep working. And they were just so swamped by all of these fairgoers needing their funnel cakes that they were like, yeah. okay, fine. Code Rock for it. I'm out of meth, I'm back to work for you again. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. So, on the day in question, young Bo, remember Bo is the 18-year-old son, and Jada got up, got up early to start prepping the stand while Marilyn and Bobby, their parents, <laughs> Uh, stayed, <laughs> stayed, <laughs> stayed behind on the family bus to take care of a few things, and then they were going to join their kids later in the morning to help run the stand when things picked up a bit. So a few hours later, around 10 a.m., Bo and Jada begin to wonder what was taking their parents so long, because usually they would have arrived by then. Oh, they were fucking... <laughs> Family bus to yourself. It's a <laughs> mild day in Iowa. They were getting busy in the Jeremy's manning the funnel cake stand. <laughs> you have six minutes if you're being generous. <laughs> if <Do this>. only. <laughs> um, the lines of customers were keeping the kids distracted. So they were kind of at around 10 a.m. They were kind of like, hmm, I wonder where our parents are. But like, uh, so many people need their like sugar and fat and oil. Like we got to. Yes. Don't we judge. do. <laughs> I don't like that tone, Kenyon. <laughs> okay, so they just figured that their parents had gotten caught up running errands or fucking, and um, or whatever. It was possible that their dad, Bobby, had run into a friend because he like knew everybody at the fair and was really chatty and sociable and nothing like us. Um, <laughs> so Actually likable people. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by 1 p.m., when their parents still hadn't arrived at the funnel cake stand and weren't answering any calls over the CB radio, because it's 1996. And they're in a bus. Yep. Uh, the teens thought something might be up, so Bo left Jada to briefly handle the stand on her own, and he went back to the bus to investigate. And he walked in on his parents having sex. And he never recovered. And then he murdered everyone. Because the his end, eyes were thanks. burning. <laughs> that was the crime. The end. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The scene that young Bo then encountered is almost unimaginable. Parents having sex. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen anything that white. (laughs) (laughs) White and rippling. (laughs) Is there an earthquake? (laughs) Okay. Oh God. The bus was dark. All the curtains had been drawn, which is unusual. Uh, 56-year-old Bobby Bluer was lying face down on the floor of the bus, bleeding, and duct tape was covering his mouth. All signs point to parental sex still at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still not sure if they're alive or dead. We're waiting for confirmation. the <laughs> other funnel cake to drop. Oh. Um, <laughs> 48-year-old Marilyn was lying on her back, glasses askew, her hands bound. Still. Photo. Photo? Photo. Yuck. Oh, God. I see feet. Yeah. I tried to keep it as tasteful as a photo of a corpse at a comedy show could be. Um, (laughs) I like that ceramic fish displayed in the top right. Mm Mm-hmm. So it took a moment for Bo to realize that both of his parents were dead in the bus. Like, talk about how unimaginable that would be to just be like, hey, mom and dad, what's like, what's keeping you? Oh, my God. Um, Bo's pickup truck was also missing, and a wad of cash was found lying on the ground outside the bus's door, which had been left ajar. Photo? Wad of cash. Wad of cash. What's that teddy bear? A fair win. Yeah. Just just a teddy bear. Um, teddy bear. No pink frog. <laughs> um, the police also found a twenty-two caliber revolver laying on a chair on the bus photo. Oh, more cash. Get your photos right. Whatever. Okay, there's the chair. There's the revolver. Uh, the Bluer double homicide were the first murders in the 142-year history of the Iowa State Fair. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wholesome folk. That's shocking. <laughs> Is it? I mean, I'm yeah. sure, like, people were murdered in Iowa at the time the fair was happening, but this happened on fairgrounds. I mean, if anyone here has ever been to East Side Night at the Iowa State Fair, <laughs> that really is shocking. Can't say I have or <laughs> that I care ever to do so. A lot of mullets. A <laughs> lot of mullets. Good <laughs> God. As Dave Button, photo. <laughs> Button? One more. Two more. Get your photos more. right. Dave Button. <laughs> As Dave Button, the special agent overseeing the investigation, put it. Hi, Daddy. (laughs) Yeah, right? Fucking hi, Daddy. Looks like my father-in-law. Whatever, I'd shine that bald head all (laughs) night, and I'd love it. Yeah. Don't you gawk in disgust at me, okay? As he put it. Uh, there were almost 100,000 suspects. Because that's how many people were at the fair that right. day. Oh, right. my God. 75,389. That's almost 568, yes, 000. to be exact. Um, Bo and Jada 
uh, were interviewed separately and both were tested for gunshot residue. Both were, both of those tests were found to be negative. Um, they were not given an opportunity to call their older sister, Jamie, like in the kerfuffle, um, to let her know what had happened. But Jamie's husband, Rodney, was due to arrive the following day to help lend a hand at the stand. Of course, good old Jeremy Sneed. God damn it, Sneed. Was Grimey nowhere Jeremy. to be found. And an APB was put out for Bo's red truck, which was presumably being driven by Sneed. Don't bother checking the showers. He's definitely not in there. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, how many investigator investigative hours did it take to be like, hmm, it's probably the Nazi with the Grim Reaper or the <laughs> spiderweb <laughs> tattoos. And, like, weirdly, the Tasmanian <laughs> devil? What is this guy into? <laughs> is that Yosemite <laughs> Sam? <laughs> um, okay, then... <laughs> We're funny. <laughs> <laughs> then, bizarrely, Rodney shows up a day ahead of schedule. Photo. Mm, suspicious. he's such a good employee. Look at that That's Rodney? Rodney, that's the son-in-law. I mean, hi, Rodney. No. <laughs> no. Whatever. Look at his ponytail. His chin goes right into his shoulders. And that does it for you? I love a man whose neck is eight feet wide. <laughs> I can't help myself. He's basically John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> he totally looks like John Cena. He's just like a baby John Cena. Just a sad baby John Cena. <laughs> And I think that ponytail's a clip-on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a clip-on. Fingers crossed. Um, after being questioned by police, during which he initially denied knowing Jeremy, no. Rodney tried to convince Bo and Jada to return to Missouri with him that night, like chop-chop. Um, but the kids were resistant, not wanting to leave their dead parents' side. They probably also yeah. were, like, still yeah. being questioned by police and were like, no, we're not going to go back to Missouri. Like, We have funnel cakes to sell. <laughs> the family legacy. I never turned off the deep fryer. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's dangerous. Um, Okay, eventually Rodney leaves on his own to make the six-hour trip from Des Moines back to Granby, Missouri, where they're from. The only thing is, the six-hour trip took Rodney 12 hours. Well, maybe Scott was driving. <laughs> <laughs> he drives very carefully. <laughs> That's why I drove home from Chicago. <laughs> or I-35 still be there. can be confusing. <laughs> That's not the speed limit, Scott. <laughs> Love you. All right, so Rodney is starting to look a little suspicious. Meanwhile, for the next 19 days, Jeremy is on the lam. Jeremy, Jeremy. During which time, the boy genius blows through the stolen cash on booze, drugs, and sex workers from Seattle to Miami. Oh, he Des made it to Miami? to Seattle to Miami. What? That's the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, he made time. Okay, meth is a hell of a drug. And... <laughs> get a lot done. Not to mention stopping to get his swastika tat 
touched up in NYC. Shut up. So he, he was also in New York City? Yeah. He toured That's your takeaway? the country. <laughs> was he like tracing a swastika around the United States? <laughs> Fresh ink. <laughs> Just couldn't decide which coastal city to get it in. I love it. <laughs> All right. I don't love the tattoo. I just like his style a little bit. Um, finally, on August 31st, the Miami-Dade Police Department gets a phone call from Sneed turning himself in. He what? was just sick of running after 19 days. He's exhausted. <laughs> he <laughs> ran? <laughs> and he was already almost out of money. Oh, my God. Yeah, blow and strippers are yeah. expensive. Yeah. I mean, the ATM fee at the strip club is like $6, you guys. It's really high. <laughs> yeah, right. I know that. <laughs> Every, you do you. Everybody do them. Um, Get your cash out before you go into the strip and club. And they only take cash for the buffet. Yeah, that's true. true. Or vouchers. Um, so quick to shift the blame, Sneed spilled the beans about the full murder plot to investigators. Uh, he claimed that Rodney, the Bluer son-in-law, had offered to pay him $30,000 for murdering not only Marilyn and Bobby, but also Bo and Jada. Ooh, but the he fucked up. The whole family? Well, not Rodney's wife, Jamie. Oh, no, Jamie. We'll get to it. <gasps> Shit. She's naughty. <laughs> She's a bad girl. I can tell. Double timing. Um, yeah. Okay. According to Jeremy, Rodney <laughs> wanted, it's not going to stop being funny, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> You're um, in this now. <laughs> Rodney wanted his in-laws dead in order to receive life insurance money and inherit their profitable funnel cake stand business. <laughs> wow. Yeah, funnel cakes are no joke. You know, reach um, for the stars. He Motivated <laughs> by greed. <laughs> <laughs> and powdered sugar. A um, crime of passion. <laughs> he powdered passion. <laughs> I could use some powdered fucking passion right now. <laughs> I'm starving. We're going to go out after liquid the show. cold. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so Rodney was resentful of the allowances that the younger bluer kids received, as well as of Bo's red truck. Mm. 20 um, bucks a week for taking out the trash? <laughs> literally, yes. And... Um, he estimated that the payout from his in-laws' death would be upwards of $500,000. That's not bad. It's the 90s, people. That's yeah. a lot of dough. That's but a lot of dough for your deep fryer for your funnel cakes. For four murders, you get a lot more than that. Well, in the 90s? It wasn't that long ago. It's hard Inflation's to get a crazy, custom y'all. wagon wheel funnel cake trailer. It's about the wagon wheels. Yeah. Okay. It's the Acmobile what they were after. So beyond the carrot of $30,000, Rodney also used Jeremy's troubled background to uh, manipulate him into carrying out the murders. So he falsely claimed that Bobby had abused his daughter Jamie, 
to get Jeremy on board with the murder. That's fucked up. There is zero evidence to suggest that that is true, and Jamie herself strongly denies that her father ever abused her. Um, Jeremy agreed and had planned to kill the Bluers earlier in the summer. Remember how he, like, bounced and then weirdly came back? Mm. Uh, but he chickened out and then, like, panicked, left. Um, and so then Rodney convinced him to come back, and he came back in August to try, try again uh, <laughs> at the Iowa State Fair. So, uh, Jeremy still chose his moment somewhat at random. On that morning, around 10.30 a.m., Marilyn was at the dining table in the bus, having a cup of coffee, making some small talk. She's just a lovely Midwest mom. You want me to make a little bag for you to go? Yeah. Oh, I have this newspaper clipping. I thought you'd like to read this article. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> I just put on a fresh cup of decaf. Uh, yeah, yeah. Always a pot 10 of 10.30 in the morning, pot of decaf. Margie oh. made your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Here's an Entenmann's. Um, <laughs> so, Jeremy then told the authorities, quote, I had gotten up to use the restroom when I walked by Bob or Boob. (laughs) Boob. (laughs) Boob. Quote, he just irritated me. So I decided I'd just take care of it now. It was just his fucking face. I just had a problem with his face. Heat of the moment. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy made Marilyn empty the bus safe and he took $22,000 in cash inside. Which, oh my God, if I had that amount of money, oh my God. Um, Stop justifying this homicide. (laughs) I'm not. I'm justifying the funnel cake business. Scoot (laughs) over here so as not to get murdered for $20,000. Just the wad of cash that he just fucking dropped outside. He dropped a part of it. Oh my God. It's a lot to take care of. Um, He then killed them both. and after the dastardly deed was done, the only real remorse that Jeremy expressed was when he told police, quote, I could still smell the gunpowder. For days, I could smell it. Tick. Take a fucking bath, grimy <laughs> Jeremy. You know a good way to get rid of a smell? So Wash yourself. <laughs> it's not fucking hard. I hate right. this man <laughs> so much. All right. During Rodney's inexplicably long drive <laughs> from uh, Iowa. Is that why his eyes are so red? <laughs> yeah. And he looked like drooping to the side. Like it what's going on here? could have been that or all the dog fighting. Mm. You um, start to look like one when you mm-hmm. hang around with it too much. <laughs> so he, during this 12-hour drive that should have been six hours, he had met up with Jeremy and told him that the police were looking for him and they had also, like, discussed the murders and, like, probably was like, why didn't you kill Bo and Jada? And Jeremy was like, you trusted me? I'm a neo-Nazi ex-con 22-year-old meth head funnel cake business seller. <laughs> you idiot. Um, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> yeah. This is your fault somehow. <laughs> I'm clearly a massive fuck-up racist (laughs) with a drug addiction. Just doing everything I can at the expectation level that everyone has set for me and I have set for myself. (laughs) Man. Um, Gotta go get my swastika touched up. (laughs) 
Bye. See you in New York. <laughs> Hashtag priorities. Um, so later, Rodney was given a polygraph, and he super failed. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> um, and then he was charged with the murders and arrested. Mm. And remember, at this point, Jeremy has already turned himself in because mm-hmm. he blew through all the cash in three weeks and whatever, confessed, basically. Um, while her husband was awaiting trial, being held without bail in prison, Jamie wrote hundreds of letters, but not addressed to Rodney. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeremy. Show me Jeremy. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Show she me. was writing to another inmate, Jeremy Seed. Yes! My heart. Called it. It's a love triangle. <laughs> it's a love swastika. <laughs> <laughs> so many branches. <laughs> <laughs> um, cue affair at the fair tabloid headlines. <laughs> uh, the couple. Affair at the fair ends in despair. Oh! <laughs> With really bad hair. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I'm that good. <laughs> and some powdered sugar to spare. Mm. I can keep going all night. All right. Don't. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So the couple had devised a secret code to say I love you in their prison letters. No. Uh, It was I-G-S-I-M-E, standing for I've got something in my eye, meaning like wink, wink. That's the fucking dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's like honestly worse than the swastika and the dog fighting. Just use olive juice yeah. like everyone else in the 90s. This is <laughs> the most offensive part of this whole yeah. case. I am personally attacked by that bullshit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> then one day as Rodney was walking by the prison visitor's room, because he is being held in prison, he, same prison, I was not. I had a not huge made place. that connection. <gasps> yeah. Thank you, audience member, for pointing out <laughs> yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Amanda and I super missed. We're on another planet. <laughs> uh, Rodney caught a glance of his wife's curly brown hair Ooh. in the visitor's room. You could never mistake that perm. <laughs> Jamie's perm mm-hmm. was very specific. <laughs> that deep Let's not make fun of deep parts. It's not about you this time. Okay. Uh, Jamie was visiting Jeremy. J and J forever. Jamie and Jeremy. Um, To quote Rodney, that blew my mind. They had a thing. Oh, Rodney. Oh, honey. That blew my mind. I mean, look at him. It's not hard to blow that mind. (laughs) There's no way. From the twinkle in his eye, it's already been blown. Yeah, it's gone. (laughs) All right, so moving on to the trials. A judge agrees to try Rodney and Jeremy separately and to exclude Jeremy's taped confession from Rodney's trial. Okay, so Rodney has like maybe a shot of getting off. 
okay? <laughs> Although, Jeremy was still a witness for the prosecution at Rodney's trial, okay? Jeremy's defense relied on fingering Rodney. Yeah, it did. <laughs> for Jamie, it didn't, though. As the plot's mastermind, I just caught a glimpse of Lucy's dad in the front <laughs> row. <laughs> fingering. Stop. It was a bad... Fingering. It was a... Sorry. Okay. Your dad's cute. Oh my god. All right. Hi Sean. <laughs> Hi Daddy. No! No! Somebody pour cold water. He's not water. my dad. We're yeah. not friends. Yeah, anymore. he is though. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Back to being the shit dad. <laughs> um okay. Uh uh I wish I'd said nothing. Um, Drinking more wine. I feel good about it. I feel good about how this is going. Of course, jurors must have considered whether the young neo-Nazi felon's testimony was reliable, because ultimately the case boiled down to Jeremy's word against Rodney's. <laughs> Neither of them are stellar. <laughs> no. Um, Rodney's defense instead, because Jeremy had already confessed, so his defense was to also implicate 18-year-old Bo and try to... Exactly. What Bo a would, dick. Bo would never. Move. Um, he has about 3,000 funnel cake customers who could attest to his alibi. Yep. Right? 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 Stupid. Um, but this doesn't work at trial, obviously, and Rodney is convicted of two counts of first-degree murder. Photo. Yeah. Thank God. The Nazi did it. Jeremy mm -hmm. <laughs> was also convicted and sentenced to life in prison. This accomplished, the state's attorney then set its sights on a new target. Jamie. Oh, what goes around comes around, bitch. They wondered, was she the real mastermind? The woman always is. <laughs> Come on. Playing both her husband and her lover off one another in a horrible scheme to murder her parents and maybe siblings. And then make off with the funnel cake fortune. <laughs> There are so many twists and turns in this case. I was so excited. I cannot handle this. <laughs> um, Jeremy had sworn he would rather die than testify against his love of one week. <laughs> that is how long. What is this, eighth grade? Summer camp girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'll write to you every day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get my letters? <laughs> I-S-G-I-M-E. Oh. <laughs> um, Hate it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they were, they basically had like one a one-week window where they were banging, and then they were like in love. Man. Sounds like Amanda's dating life. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> if it's good. <laughs> Um, Love comes in many self. forms, people. <laughs> many forms. 
Um, hi, Sean. Okay, stop involving my dad in this. Never going to stop. Please stop. I really regret it. Sean, never come to another show. I'm so sorry. I'll get you on the list. Okay. <laughs> so... Jeremy had sworn he would never testify against Jamie. Don't you worry about it, baby. I got you. But it didn't take long for him to flip on this promise. And uh, this was because he wanted to be moved to a different prison facility with better food. I mean, done more for less. That's Uh, how this shit works. That makes perfect sense to me. And he also wanted a better library in the prison to satisfy his, quote, voracious reading habit. To teach himself how to read <laughs> for the first time? I just Noble. I don't know. Maybe he's working his way through Mein Kampf. That I'm other prison sure. didn't have Harry Potter. So <clears throat> he testified at trial that Jamie had fully helped orchestrate the murder plot, even testing the murder weapon with him. A gun? Yeah, but, like, testing it with, like, a pillow to, like, see if, like, trailers nearby would be able to hear the shot or not. I want to know the, like, bulletin they put out in the trailer park for that. Like, you're going to hear some shit. It's fine. Don't call the cops. I feel like that's the standard. It's a haunted house. It's the unwritten rule of trailer parks. If you're going to hear some shit, don't call the cops. (laughs) Um, I need to move. All right. In a sensational trial, 24-year-old Jamie was found guilty of both counts of first-degree murder. So all three of those bitches are guilty. Bye. Photo. Jamie. Oh, so sad. Bye. Told you that perm was very specific. Yeah. (laughs) Who are the sad bangs? What? Sad bangs. Sad bangs. I think maybe she, like, trial takes a long time. Can go from bangs to no bangs. That's both That's her. That's both her. I think so. There's no way to know. You know what? The mouths are actually very similar. Look at the mouth. I think it's her, y'all. Yeah. The 90s, like, no one knows how old anyone is in the 90s. You could be 85, yeah. you could be 15. They all look the same in the 90s. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of matte makeup. Um, there's, there's no, no way, to know. way to know. Okay. Bo and Jada returned to the Iowa State Fair the following year to run the funnel cake stand. The legacy Aww. remains. God, whatever. Bless That's them. awesome. I love that. But their hearts were no longer in it. Well, duh. Fine. And Franchise it. The family basically disintegrated after all of this drama. So, like, pretty much, like everyone stopped talking to one another. Like, Well, there were only two of them left. Yeah, half yeah. of them are dead. Right. Um, Bo, the other one is a fucking conspirator. Bo gave up concessioning for good and went on to compete in the national rodeo circuit. Yes. Good for Bo. He's one of the monkeys now. Get back on that. <laughs> Starring next to Clint Eastwood in the upcoming film A Monkey's Dream. <laughs> he raced sheepdogs with the best of them. <laughs> I will cry at this movie. Oh, yeah. Doesn't take much. There's a dog in it. Done. <laughs> um, There's a rhesus monkey in it. Done. done. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Meh. Done. Um, just speaking of swastikas. Um, isn't he a racist? 
Am I disparaging him for no reason? I think he's, he's just old. Okay. At some point, the line is blurred. You know okay. what they say when you assume? You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> Jada eventually rejoined the concession circuit and married a fellow concessionaire. Yes. Aww. I love that new term yeah. that you just created. Which is most definitely not the same thing as a carny. Did they sell cookie dough spaghetti for the rest no, of the life? No, I think No one should ever <laughs> sell that. That's the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. I think they stayed with funnel cakes. I think they stayed true. That's really sweet. Um, I love that, actually. While in prison, Jeremy Sneed stabbed another inmate to death and was given another life sentence. Yeah, he did. Jeremy, get your shit together. <laughs> Not gonna what happen. The fuck. And then uh, discussing the murderous trio, Bo told reporters, like adult Bo told reporters, if they was in Texas, they'd be in a pine box. You goddamn yes. right. Yes. Which we don't condone. No. no. Not pro no. death penalty. Okay, so that is my crazy case. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Get the shit out I of here. I was super proud of it. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. Ugh. And again, nobody read the Des Moines Register article about that case. Yeah. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Zola, the wedding company that will do anything for love, is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. From engagement to wedding and decorating your first home, Zola is there, combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. Um, and as many of you know, I recently got married about, oh my God, it's already been six weeks. Is that right? Math. Um, and Zola really helped us take the stress out of wedding planning uh, with their free wedding website. Um, and now they have saved the dates and invitations. Plus their wedding registry is free and um, it has all these easy to use wedding planning tools. So they really saved my butt in planning my own wedding. Um, and now with these Beautiful save the date and invitation designs. They've got over 100 designs and there's one for every wedding style and color scheme. It's truly amazing. Um, they also have over 100 beautiful wedding website designs to choose from and they're all free. So getting a free wedding website is is key to staying on track with your budget. Yours mm -hmm. was gorgeous. It was Thank so you. beautiful. I, I chose like a... Um, What's it called? Not a protea design. It was like an African flower design. It was very on brand for the wedding. Like birds of paradise. That's what it was. Oh, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it was just very, it just matched my wedding perfectly. And it was free. Um, Zola, mm -hmm. the Zola store also has the widest selection of gifts. They truly do. And they're at all different prices. They have over uh, 500 top brands, including KitchenAid and Cuisinart, Sonos, Airbnb. I mean, all the stuff that you actually want to treat yourselves with. Um, mm -hmm. We got a Sonos on our registry and Zach, it's... Zach is like giddy about it. He, they're so cool. It's like his I favorite thing. He's he's happier with his Sonos than I think with his wife. But it's fine. Um, <laughs> couples also get twenty percent off remaining gifts on their registry for six months post wedding. It's truly amazing. It's so cool. So 
to get 30% off your Save the Dates and Invitations order, sign up at Zola.com forward slash gals. So again, that's Zola.com, Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash G-A-L-S and get 30% off your Save the Dates and Invitations. Do it. Treat your wedding. It's amazing. And now a word from another sponsor. Are you ready to try on the most comfortable flat that you've ever worn and you can wear all day, every day? Because seriously, you are never going to want to take these off. Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. It's stylish, classic, comfortable, and it comes in three fashionable styles. The flat with the rounded toe, which I have and I freaking love. The point and the loafer. I have the point. I love it. And a major added bonus, they are machine washable because, let's face it, feet sweat. Also, people Mm -hmm. go to the state fair and then they drop a bunch of greasy stuff on their feet and then their feet reek. Me. Me. I did that. (laughs) So the fact that they're machine washable is so cool. Also, believe it or not, I know you won't, but it's true. These shoes are made out of recycled plastic bottles. It's crazy. They are so soft. I don't know how they did this, but it's unbelievable. Nobody knows how they did it. It's magic. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. When I first heard that about the plastic water bottles, I was a little bit skeptical. I thought that they weren't going to be comfortable because I have pretty, like, sensitive skin on my feet and, and have trouble finding comfortable shoes, but... I promise you these are the most comfortable flats I have ever worn. Um, Truth. I got the cherry solid red flat with the rounded toe. Uh, mm-hmm. They're adorable. They have um, this like cute little divot above the toes, so it's not just like a run-of-the-mill flat. It has like a mm-hmm. little bit of its own personality, but it's still really classic. Um, and these puppies are so comfortable that I wore them on my... 16-hour flight back Mm -hmm. to South Africa and was fine. And now I can just throw them in the washing machine. I love my Rothy's. We all love our Rothy's, and we know that you will, too. So right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. You can use the promo code GALS, that's G-A-L-S, to get free shipping. There's no minimum order. It's Mm -hmm. a great deal. So they, off- they offer free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. And trust me, you will not be returning them unless you order the wrong size like I did. Mm-hmm. Also, they came within the right size within days. It was very convenient. So go to Rothy's.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter the promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get your cute shoes and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, people. Mm-hmm. Shoes that are comfortable, mm-hmm. stylish, mm-hmm. and sustainable. High and free shipping. Double high. High, high. <laughs> <laughs> Go get yourself a pair today. Again, rothys.com, promo code GALS. Get this deal while it lasts. Treat, Treat your, your feet. feet. <laughs> um, because we all were aware that Kenyon's case would take 45 minutes, mine is brief. You're welcome, everybody getting up to go to the bathroom yeah. right now. Sorry, Which I also sorry. need to do, but I can't leave. <laughs> okay, so we are going to go into the way, way back machine to 2014. <gasps> the year is 2014. The scene is the great Minnesota get-together. <laughs> mm-hmm. The time... 
11-ish p.m. At this time of night, the Minnesota State Fair beer exhibit and surrounding areas were very much empty, closed to the public for the rest of the evening. This was the third year at the fair for the beer exhibit, which was put on by the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild. Along with uh, selling beer at the fair, the exhibit also detailed the brewing process from farm to glass. An employee of the vendor operating the exhibit was counting the day's proceeds when he heard the door open. Curious. Uh-oh. Was it Sam Cooke it in a jealous not. rage? It was not. It was a man pointing a gun at the employee's head and demanding all the money. Mm-hmm. Second choice. When a second employee arrived, another suspect who had been acting as a lookout entered the office, and both suspects bound these two employees to chairs with duct tape. Duct tape. Oh, our favorite Woo! adhesive. Mm-hmm. And then filled bags with money uh, of the day's sales. And it's pronounced bag. A bag. An empty bag of old Dutch potato chips <laughs> sufficed perfectly and made off with an amount of about $104,000. Whoa! To be fair, to be fair, it was the beer stands or like the beer exhibits money for the day and so it's in like the big agricultural building. I know you all know where it is. <laughs> and there's also a wine exhibit kind of around the corner, and it was a pooled combination of both funds. Mm -hmm. So let's just say it was mostly wine. Mm -hmm. Money. Mm -hmm. Still a lot of booze, either way. Mm -hmm. Proud of you guys. You guys contributed to this. We mm -hmm. all know you were there in 2014. Yeah. Yep. Police spokeswoman Brooke Blakey said that over the years, there have been robberies at the fair, but this was the first ever involving a weapon. <gasps> Which is, this is 2014. Our fair's been around for a while. That's... I'll take those numbers. What did they rob with, without, before? I mean, like dumb petty theft. Mm. Oh, like okay. pickpocketing, so now right? Like holding right. Holding somebody up with their finger gun, right? Sweatshirt. There's I mean, like a decent amount yeah. of petty opportunistic crime, but it's not like an armed robbery. Okay. Okay. Typically at the fair. Um, when asked, this is maybe my favorite part. <laughs> When asked for a statement about the crime where his beer uh, was being sold, president of Big Wood Brewery in White Bear Lake, Jason Medvek, said, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, and that soundbite was in the Star Tribune. <laughs> we're, that's a bummer. We're such an emotive people. Yep. <laughs> Jason Medvek, what do you have to say about your beer being involved in an armed robbery? That's a bummer. That's a bummer. We keep our cards close to the chest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two days later, one of the suspects went to a St. Paul car dealership with another person, another suspect assuming, and bought two cars for $6,000 cash. Which, cash. like, that's a steal. Take six thousand each? No, both cars total oh, to six thousand dollars cash. Some hoopties. Yeah. Four Hoop days after that, the same suspect who had just bought one of the two cars was pulled over by police in Charming Fairbow, Minnesota. Yes. 
there is a prison there, um, and was found to be in possession of a 22 caliber revolver that matched the description of the gun used in the robbery. I don't know, looked a little something like the slideshow's over. I don't know where my gun picture went. Looked like the 22 caliber oh we showed no you before. No one needs to know the temperature. <laughs> this is what the Let's go back to something like. safe. This seems like a good idea. It was a gun, people. Y'all know uh, what it, it looks like. It looks like, like this. <laughs> looks exactly like this. Um, officers arrested St. Paul resident, 20-year-old Antonio Washington, on September 17th of 2014, at which point he confessed to the crime. He said that he used some of the stolen cash to buy jewelry and clothes at the Mall of America. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Go shopping. But Washington was not working alone. In fact, he wasn't even the mastermind behind the crime. Who knew? It was Jamie from prison. It was. Not Jamie. Um, permed mastermind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's good, but she's not this good. Um, 23-year-old Jordan Strickland, 20-year-old Elijah Branson, and 35-year-old Jarrett Maiden. If you're 35 and hanging out with 23-year-olds, there is a There's problem. a problem. A big one. <laughs> if you're 29. No, if you're 31 and hanging out with 22-year-olds, there's a problem. Big problem. Uh, there I is mean, some feathers in Denial is not just a river in Egypt. It's fine. That It's allowed, but maybe it's a slippery slope, and maybe when we were 20, we were complete fucking idiots. Everyone's a fucking idiot when they're 20. Sorry about it. <laughs> You'll figure it out when you're 35. Um, they were also involved. All of these folks are from St. Paul. What does this tell us? St. Paul is a garbage city and nobody should fucking live there. <laughs> Suck it, Scott's mom. Yeah, I know. That's all St. Paul has is the state fair. So enjoy it for like eight days out of the year. Soak it up. This is the part of the show where we get run out of the theater with pitchforks. Yeah, there they are. The jack-off hands are hands. out. And I'm coming for all of you. Got a riot on our jack-off hands. I literally broke up with a guy once because he lived in St. Paul. It's far. It's way it's too far. far. Y'all got too many potholes. You know what? You are a zip codist. I am a zip codist. <laughs> so much so that I don't even know any of the zip codes in St. Paul, and I don't care to learn them. <laughs> Turns out 35-year-old Jarrett Maiden worked at the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild exhibit. So this was not his maiden voyage. It was an inside job. <laughs> he chose this target because he saw, quote, a chance to make money. I feel you, Jarrett. He's an entrepreneur yep. slash thief. I'm into it. Elijah Branson was not present at the time of the robbery, but was involved in the planning process, headed up by Jarrett Maiden. The plan was simple for this Ocean's Four. <laughs> <laughs> Let in after close by Maiden. Maiden kind of hides so as not to be associated with the crime against his own employer. Kinda 
hives. <laughs> <laughs> not far, but not in the way. <laughs> like a true Minnesotan. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. Oh, just going to sneak past you, grab the ranch. Going to sneak right past you, grab the cash drawer. Yeah. Um, the two younger men, they get the money. They're supposed to just take off, but obviously they've got a couple employees that they have to tie up with duct tape and like brandish a weapon and blah, blah, blah. Et cetera. Um, after the crime, everyone's supposed to rendezvous at Maiden's place. They divvy up the cash. They go this, their separate ways. So all of this was actually executed properly. But don't fuck with interstate <gasps> commerce, bitches. Ooh, that'll get you. Especially get ya. on a level like 100 grand. Because the feds are not going to like that very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I you will be hunted down and apprehended. Mm-hmm. I think don't fuck with interstate commerce should be our next button. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to fit onto a micro don't fuck button, with it. but we'll do it. Um, This case was handled by federal authorities because the robbery affected interstate commerce, which basically what they were saying is thousands of customers who purchased the beer at the exhibit were from other states and also Wisconsin, Wisconsin. that shadowy place. You must never go there, Simba. (laughs) That's beyond the pride land. Now, we fucking (laughs) drove through Wisconsin to Chicago this weekend Twice. Yeah. So the next time I have an option between bamboo shoots under the fingernails and that drive, <laughs> I'm going fingernails. <laughs> that place is garbage. It's way worse than St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of state troopers, and I am shocked that we did not pass Amanda pulled over. Didn't get pulled over. Road. Got an eagle eye. Also, you know what? Cracker Barrel. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Wisconsin's got one good thing. It's Cracker Barrel. It's It's 65 Cracker Barrels on Highway 94. It sure is. And the second you take a scoop of their mac and cheese, you need to shit. (laughs) Happened to me. You can see it on Instagram. Anyway. um, Also, the exhibit itself was insured by an out-of-state company. So there's like a lot of interstate shit going on here. Um, My... A second favorite part of this case is another quote. Um, Quote, the great Minnesota get-together is a local institution. This is U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger, Lugie. Um, This is is a statement he made about this case that he was working on. Quote, the state fair should be about family fun with corn on the cab. Yep. Cows. Honestly. Yep. And carnival rides. Yep. The three C's. As charged, the defendant disrupted our collective nostalgia by bringing violence to this summer ritual. Yeah, and I How hope much you seeking psychological damages. Yeah. How much do you want to bet U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger has an I want to speak to a manager haircut? Yeah. Because I'd put my money on that hard. And like, and like a really short tie. Corn, cows, carnival rides. That is the harshest rebuke I've ever heard. Yeah. I might get that tattooed on my body <laughs> mm-hmm. at some point. It's so good. It is a bummer. Yeah, it's a, it bummer. a bummer. It's a bummer. Um, all four suspects pled guilty in court. Um, Washington himself, not George, <laughs> will serve. <laughs> or Martha. L- 
the other one. It's never Martha. We'll serve the longest sentence because he's the one who actually used a firearm in, well, not used it, but brandished a weapon, so it's an armed robbery. So he gets like seven years. The rest of them get, get somewhere between two and four, but they're certainly out by now. And uh, that's my case. The great Minnesota get-together, folks! I kept it short. Yeah. You're welcome. God bless. So we have some people to thank. Special thanks this week. Um, Number one, all you bitches. Thank you. Sincere, sincere thank you, especially to folks who traveled near and far to come tonight. Um, We Mm -hmm. are so honored to have you, and you guys were such a fun audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Had to get them out of St. Paul for one night. Yeah. The wasteland. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> special thanks to Aaron Schoenrock and the staff of the Illusion Theater. Woo! You guys are amazing. <laughs> we told you to stock extra on your bar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you stocked enough, but you never can. It's never enough. The white Obviously. <laughs> Every Travis time we do a live show, the theater runs out of booze. Yeah. <laughs> we literally set an alcohol sales record at the Greenhouse Theater in Chicago. Their stage manager was like, we've never sold this much alcohol. He was like down on his knees being like, please come back. Glazed over in shock. And now you know our audience, Greenhouse yeah. Theater. You're welcome. Uh, big, big special thanks to Huge. our best friend, Scott. Scott, the fourth gal, Scott. Scott. We love you, Scott. So much. Not only is an amazing MC and the fourth gal, but he also designed our brand new wine coven posters. And available for purchase in the lobby, and we will be signing them for the next 45 minutes or so. Which brings us to our final special thanks to Robbie and Gail for rocking that merch so hard tonight. Blow them a kiss when you go buy things. They're very sweet. And last but not least, you know we got to take a selfie with the audience. Always. Yes. All right, everybody stand up. Smile. Stretch. Get your farts out. <laughs> Go to the lobby. Give it up for the wine and crime gals. And then make your way in an orderly fashion out to the lobby to get your posters signed. L- love you. Today's episode was brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Talkspace. To get $45 off your first month of easy, affordable, convenient online therapy, check out Talkspace.com forward slash gals. Again, that's Talkspace.com forward slash gals. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. 
We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! There's a good chance that you, yeah, you, are interested in true crime and all things creepy and weird. If I'm right, then there's also a good chance you might find my podcast, the Asian Madness Podcast, interesting. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much everywhere else. It's true crime, it's dark, it's morbid, and it's weird. Come explore the dark side of Asia with me, because let's face it, Asia is just as crazy as the rest of the world. (laughs) 